Hey everybody, this is Brendan Hausler with Evoke Bike. Here with a podcast about VLA Max. This one is pretty long overdue. I've had a lot of questions that I've fielded through emails and in comments and wanted to share some thoughts about how I think you should use this metric if you have access to it, but also do you even need access to it? That's the big question. Some context of who I am, I've been training and racing with a power meter for over 150,000 miles, mainly on the road, a little bit of gravel. I'm a 10-time Pro 1 state champ uh, through all the road disciplines and three-time Masters National Champ and a member of Evoke Bike Racing Team, also joining Velo Brew for 2022 for some of the big races and Really excited to see what we can do. So VLA Max, there are a lot of podcasts out there. There are a few companies that are branding around this metric. You can find a lot of information on their website, but VLA Max stands for maximum production rate of lactate in your muscles. So think of it as the amount of energy produced by glycolysis, which breaks down carbohydrates to create energy. And we talked about that in the anaerobic training blog post. If you're unfamiliar with that, check out evoke.bike slash blog. So VLA max is a good way to measure your glycolytic power, aka power produced through glycolysis. Now, how do you get this value? There are some companies that will say there are tests that you can do and they have their own algorithms. You can find this metric in WKO5. The issue is, is that other coaches have talked about are these actual valid measures and results. And the reason that I had used, I want to tiptoe here because I'm not trying to to trash or bash or down talk any software or any anything in the cycling space. I'm trying to put out positive information. The one issue that I had is I had utilized a few different platforms and either the results were not consistent or the results that they provided to me and I had a handful of athletes that used it and I, and I don't think it was a waste. We learned some good things. But some of the other values that were more well-known, like an athlete's FTP, were off multiple times to an unexplainable degree. I myself did test multiple times, and some of the changes didn't necessarily make sense. Um, So when other coaches say, hey, I don't know if these are really valid measurements, I I tend to agree with that. That being said, let's say you could get valid measurements. How do we use this for your training? Let's talk about VLA Max first, though, again, real briefly in terms of sort of a counterpart to it, one that everyone is more familiar with, VO2 Max. VO2 Max is the maximum oxygen uptake. So this is a huge way to look at how much energy can you perform aerobically with oxygen. VLA max is just the opposite. It's the rate. And so we're talking about glycolysis. Remember that for for VO2 max, higher is better. 
For VLA max, higher does not mean better. Higher means more glycolytic. You're creating more energy through glycolysis. Now, along the spectrum of things, if you have a high VLA max for you know really hard sprints, it's going to be relatively high at submax. So for endurance events or even ultra events. How do we start looking at this for an athlete? And does it, you know, how do, how do you need to look at this? Because there's, there are athletes that will message me and say, hey, I'm seeing all these posts that I need to know my VLA max. I need to know my VLA max. I don't know my VLA max. I don't have WKO5. Can you look at my VLA max? Will you tell me what my, my number is? We could do the testing data, but you know what is also really good? Your subjective feedback. Is this something, let's talk about it anaerobically, are these surges, punches, things in your races and events a huge limiter? Are you racing crits and hill climbs where you need a big watt prime? If so, then you might want to look more at that type of training. I honestly think that's enough to know if you need to increase your VLA max. Now, remember that VO2 max hires better, but VLA max, when it comes to anaerobic capacity, we talked about this in the blog, bigger is not always better. What happens when you have a larger anaerobic capacity, that means you're training your body's ability to perform glycolysis. You're physiologically saying, hey, break down carbohydrates to make fuel so I can pedal and smash this bike. The problem with that is what's one of, or what is, you know, you hear me talk about this a decent amount of times. What's the byproduct that we want to avoid from that physiological process? that pesky hydrogen ion that creates the burn that tells us, I think I'm going to ease off the gas a little bit. The more often you undergo glycolysis, the more hydrogen you produce, the more metabolites are in there that are fatiguing to your body that make you want to pedal less hard. So lactate threshold is more important for many endurance disciplines than your anaerobic capacity. So before you start getting bombarded by messages and emails telling you you need to focus on VLA max, is I would look at it differently. Are surges an issue for you or is building a bigger engine more important for you? Oftentimes, the bigger engine will help you handle the surges anyways. Think of it as a Mario Kart race. Or maybe, I don't know. How, I don't know. what the, This is the visual I think of. I believe it was Mario Kart. You would get shrunk down at some points and your Mario Kart would be super slow. You just have this little me, me engine. You cannot keep up with the bigger engines. It's just impossible. When they're motoring at 80% FTP, you're at 105. They're not necessarily surging. You're just too weak. And so you need the bigger overall engine. You'll hear athletes sometimes claim that something is super punchy. 
like a crit, XCO racing, you need to maximize anaerobic capacity. It's true that you you want a higher anaerobic capacity for that type of event compared to something that's more steady state like a time trial, but that does not mean that you want it to be as large as possible. You do not want to, I see time and time again, even things like Tulsa Tough, I don't believe that you want to only be cranking out these huge 45 second to one minute efforts over and over and over again for six weeks before the race. You're lowering your FTP because now you're telling your body to create more of these fatiguing metabolites that are going to throw out of your throw out of whack your lactate production and lactate clearance capabilities. That's not a good thing. So, you know, there's a lot of value in you reading your perception and thinking, are you punchy enough that you can respond quickly to pace changes? You can put out high power, but you're not going to necessarily need to work and train on that to become more glycolytic. So what about the other end? How do you know if you need to lower your VLA max? Well, lowering your VLA max is going to be good for cyclists that don't seem to need more punch, right? Because the lower it is, the less hydrogen ions, the less glycolytic you'll become. That's a good thing for long gravel racing, road racing. You can... I'm trying to think of where I want to, what road I want to walk down to. in this one. It's a, it's a deep cobweb of getting into the physiological things that I think are covered. But even if you're an ultra racer, I don't think you want to then over obsess about not being glycolytic at all because you can focus on training for really long duration where you know slow you want your slow twitch fibers to be really strong and fatigue resistant but once those fast twitch fibers are recruited they're going to accumulate lactate extremely quickly and it's not that the lactate's the problem but there's it's a surrogate for other things that will cause fatigue so even athletes that are doing really long races and events, you need to work on something that's going to activate those anaerobic fibers. You're not, though, shifting your physiology to become more glycolytic, but do some tempo training. Even throw a couple sprints in. And I mean, it can be four by six second sprints. They don't have to be long. Sometimes when I'm feeling like I need a little boost and I haven't done sprints in a while, I'll just sprint for three or four seconds, maybe two or three times, especially during the base season. That's enough. Uh, It's interesting in talking to Tom a bit more about my own training, and I'll chronicle this through notes from the dojo, which I don't do as often because I don't want the podcast to just be me and my training. But he even has me throw in a group ride now and again, maybe once or twice a month. That's something that I have never really done, and I've been way more against that almost but i'm open to new things and we had a great year last year and i'm looking forward to 2022 so i'm open to trying things so from the marketing side 
there are a few athletes that brands will highlight and say, hey, this is the secret. You know, you got to use VLA Max. It's just one metric. And it's not really a secret. It's just that the athletes that they're highlighting have a really amazing profile of a large aerobic system and a large anaerobic capacity. So it's not that they're shifting, you know, shifting your training based on the events that you're doing is a pretty basic idea. So the main thing is that the secret to success is you asking yourself, where are you in your training journey? And I'm not trying to be all, where are you on your journey, man? But seriously, what do you need? What are you lacking? What is, if you look at road racing, a lot of people out here are racing on the road, you kind of have to be really good at everything if you want to win. I know, I'm going to let that sit there for a second. It's tough. So I wouldn't get too hung up on the precise measurements. Number one, it's maybe not going to be the most accurate measurement. Number two, in thinking about, I had talked to Tom about lactate measurements and he was commenting to me and I don't want to quote him on this, but we were chatting and it was, you know, even when you directly measure lactate or use gas exchange analysis to determine VO2 max, there is up to a 5% range of accuracy And, you know, forget about when we're using things that are modeled or estimated in algorithms, algorithm land. It's, there's some error and there could be human error in testing. And so the metrics are really an important piece to training and to taking your game to the next level. But I think the obsession with it or only focusing on one metric is really dangerous and you don't want to do that. So... Those are really my thoughts. They're they're high level, but I think it helps you look more at yourself than look at this one metric that people are now saying needs to dictate your training. Let me know what you think. Are you using VLA Max in your training? Do you think it's made a huge difference? And again, I'm an athlete just like you are. I'm trying to get better. I have a lot of experience coaching a lot of people, but I'm always open to hearing what you're doing. And I truly, truly believe that what we're talking about now will be different in 10 years. And so anyone that is out there saying that they are the end all be all, I think it's just a short sighted mindset. And we're all going to constantly be evolving. And that's what the evoke discord is about to plug that it's it doesn't make we don't make money off it so i'm going to plug it there are so many experienced athletes in there and there are and granted there are newer athletes that might sometimes chat like they're more experienced but that's good we all we all think we know a lot when we don't know a lot just like i don't know a lot there's so much for me to learn right like i'm not a phd i could learn a ton in that aspect i think that what I bring to the table, I'm not the strongest cyclist and I'm not the smartest cyclist, but somehow, I mean, I've, I've won a lot of amateur bike races and that's not a brag. That's my, that's my credential there. 
I don't train cyclists just to get faster. I train them to win at their event. That's, and there are so many little things that go into that. You can have amazing metrics and you might not be able to win a race. So hope you have a great week of training. I'm getting ready for Vuelta Ecuador. Hoping to turn a corner this weekend. Feel good. Had a really good sleep last night. Nice rest day today that my body needs. Did not have to get on the road here at 5.30 to beat the traffic. Recording this podcast for you. Going through a bunch of power files. And going to enjoy some coffee. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are. Tell somebody about Evoke Bike and what we're doing with the podcast. We have some awesome guests lined up. Really excited. And the last note is if you like a more casual podcast about cycling definitely check out bike radio it's just a couple people talking about cycling with some guests down the road and we'll talk to you soon